<laughs> oh yeah, there's, there might be a bit of coughing throughout, but I will try to do my best. That's all right. How's the how's the post COVID? The post COVID, um, not bad, not bad. Shortness of breath every now and then, but and then the odd bit of coughing. But no, COVID hit me pretty pretty hard, um, and mm. that is why we are coming back now for a new Yay! podcast. I didn't tell you we were recording. Oh right, sneak it in okay. every now and then. Oh, yeah. were, were you ready? Were you ready? Well, you're gonna have to be ready. I'm always, I'm always ready. It's Friday the thirteenth. It was. Well, this is. It was. This is. We are now free for free on um, our fashionably, oh, fashion, fashionably late holiday yes. themed <laughs> horror film discussions. Oh, it was first uh, Mother's Day it first. Was April, Mother's Day. Then it was no. It was April, yeah Mother's Day. Then it was April yeah. Fool's Day. Mother's Day. That's... Then April Fools. We weren't too There's late no... with them. No, we're about a week. I think a week out. No, not a week. A few days out from that one, I think. But this one is especially late this one is, because we yeah. we had planned at least a month. For, oh, by the way, welcome to the Dreadcast, everyone. Yes, this is episode twelve. Yes, it's yes because it's two parter. It was twelve and thirteen. What th- this Hence, will be? This will be well if we if we split yeah, it. We'll see how it goes. We were going to do episode thirteen. Was the Friday the thirteenth episode? I think it was. Yes, because episode 11 was uh, Where Do I Begin in Horror? Yeah. That's it, yes. Yeah. Uh, As I I do not, as I'm not just quickly looking on Spotify to check. Mm. Yes, episode, this is episode 12. Yeah. This may be episode 12 and 13. This may be episode 12, depending on how long it goes, but it probably will be split into two. Welcome back to the Dreadcast. I am Tom. This is T. And our reason for quickly, the reason for being fashionably late, big time for Friday the 13th discussion, Mm. is I had to go across the pond to new york for work i then came back with covid it kicked my ass for a whole week yeah it did didn't it and i i haven't been that ill in a very very long time that did me in um it doesn't help being asthmatic at the same time no Uh, probably not that wasn't a good thing but so yeah so covid kicked in right around the time we were meant to do our friday the 13th review of course why 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 would we be able to do what we want to do and get it perfectly we just, timed what we should do is the next time what's the next holiday coming up i know there's i know it's father's day but i don't think there's a horror film called father's day i'm sure we'll be able to find uh, one called father's day yeah i'm sure there'll be something some obscure horror film that mm. we'll find um what we should just say is if we do find one is not say it's going to come out say. on father's day <laughs> because then it actually might come out on father's day you it never might. know the world may it agree might. with us and just let us do For it once yeah yeah so okay what's wrapped around my leg so we're getting, we're going to get straight into it. We're coming back with Friday the Thirteenth, but not yes, not a franchise review because no, we can spread it's that out over long. time. That's plenty of episodes. But oh, yeah. I mean, what we both agreed on: if we're going to do, you do the first one, you need to do the second film with it. Yeah, you don't need to. Do, you could do three on its own. You could do four on its own. You could do five. You could do all them all. But one and two, you have to kind of. If you're going to discuss one, you have to discuss the other with it. Yeah, I mean. They're connected because, well, for certain reasons, in the first film, I think we when can you say watch the second film, you're like, spoilerific. oh, I think I don't think you can say. I think we'll just say this is going to be a spoilerific review because of yeah the end of the first I mean, one. Yeah, so that it's great because Friday Thirteenth Part One, you have the killer, and then when you get to Friday Thirteenth Part Two, you're like, okay different killer which mm. is great mm. i really liked it i did have a, i have an interesting question um 
that I for came me? up whilst I was watching. Yeah, for you. An interesting for question me? for you. Oh. I don't know if I want to say it yet, though, because if I say it now, obviously it gives away a bit of a spoiler for mm. the killer in Friday the 13th. If you haven't seen Friday the 13th and you want to see Friday the 13th Part 1 and 2, go see it now before I ruin things for you. Because although it, w- it does completely remove the storyline, if you think about it. Okay. If you know who the killer is before you see it. So, spoilers for the rest of the podcast. You get five, yeah. four, three, two, one. Okay, from now on, okay. spoiler podcast, okay? <laughs> for a film that's over 40 years old. <laughs> you never know. Should have, but, well, I should have included it in the uh, where do I begin in horror, but, you know, I had to. Ha- we had to ease them in slowly and softly. Well, a little preamble. This is your favorite series, mm. right? Oh, yeah. your favorite it's, horror series i sent you a text well, yeah, I know. yesterday <laughs> just said i love friday the 13th you didn't reply and i'm like he's probably sit if i i know if you replied you're probably like he's just gonna keep messaging me i don't know why i didn't reply i may have fallen asleep i don't know when you sent it uh i think it was oh I no was I, I wasn't between... asleep it was half five. <laughs> oh, right. i think i was just about to start friday the 13th part yeah. two yeah yeah i had it i had it because I, I didn't have to go out last night as i thought i had to so i was like all right let's watch a uh, part two mm. i almost watched freddy versus jason as well Oof. but i yeah i know i stopped i was like you know what? i know we're gonna watch something else there's some commitment to watch that one which we're gonna yeah, have to is, but we're not gonna which we will do we'll, we'll, yeah in time in time. Yeah. in time in time but anyway so did you want to hear my question you go for it yeah let's start off with your big so big, my big question, question and this might be a good thing we'll put on the socials as well because i want to get other people's opinion mm. is Pamela Voorhees. Mm. Now, obviously, here's your big spoiler. Pamela Voorhees is obviously the killer in Friday the, Friday the 13th, part one, which is great because there was a TV show a little while ago, and one of the questions that came up was, who is the killer in Friday the 13th, part one? I think and you showed me this. Yeah. yeah. The company got it wrong because they said they put the answer as Jason Voorhees, and mm. when the guy said, oh, Pamela Voorhees, they went, no, sorry. Oh, it's Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, I think. They went, no, sorry, you're wrong. And you could just see this guy sitting there going, yeah. uh, no. And they were like, no, it's it's Pamela. And they went, no, it's Jason. And then after the break, they came back and they went, so we made a mistake. It was uh, <laughs> Pamela, sorry. And it's like, yeah, you got to know your horror if you are doing these questions. I'd be anyway, furious. I'd oh, be I would. furious, yeah. It's great because I'm on the I've got the trivia page up on IMDb mm. and we will get to the question in a minute. But where was it? Betsy Palmer, who obviously played yes. Pamela Voorhees, she hated the film. She hated it. Mm-hmm. Apparently she only took the role because she needed a new car. She read the script and went, It is a piece of shit. But over time over over the years she slowly became surely warmed to it. But she hated the role. She thought it was a rubbish film. And I was like, you are like one of the most iconic horror characters ever. And you hated the film, but oh, well, never mind. But anyway, my question for you is, Mm. Pamela Voorhees, Mm. is she actually evil or not? And it's touched upon slightly in part two. But do you think she's actually evil? Completely evil. She's completely mentally unwell. Yeah, she's completely See, mentally what... unwell because of what happened to her, her yeah. um, uh, uh, single her, chi- her child. Yeah, her, yeah, her only child. Jason. Sorry, that's what I meant to say. Yeah, what happened to her See, only child? And that's why when I rewatched mm. this, this is one of the things that I missed. Mm. Is the more I was looking at, especially when she's describing at 
near the end of the film to Alice about, you know, her son. I was sitting there and I was like, she's a bit 50 50. Mm. So I was like, yes, she's evil because she's just butchered a load of innocent camp counselors mm. in training. Mm. Mm. But then when you look at the original two she killed who were responsible for, you know, looking at Jason and going, yeah, we don't care about you. We're yeah, going to go have some yeah. fun. If you die, so be it. And I was like, no, I can see she's justified in that. So I was like, she's not fully evil, but then at the same time, she's uh, she is like you said, she's slightly un she's in her mind. Her mind is probably, I mean, your son drowned in a lake. Your mind would probably crack if you thought about it. it it's a it's all it's very it's also a very tough one to say she's justified mm. in killing the two counselors that didn't keep watch of her son who died. Like it's tragic that. A woman's, yeah. a mum's, a mother's son has drowned and died. Quotation marks died. She doesn't know that. Yep. Has died. But, and your, your, your feeling would always be, I'm going to, I'm going to murder these people to death. I'm going to kill them to death. But it's, it's still not the right thing to do. Yeah. So that's where, yeah, the, exactly. that's where the mental instability comes from for her. Um, mm. Yeah. I don't, I, I think. The, the, I think I think it's both ways that she's mentally unstable, but because of that, over time, has built up an evilness inside of her. Oh yeah, where she just it's doesn't great. care because she just doesn't. She doesn't just kill the camp. She would kill. She kills. A, um, she doesn't kill Ralph. Ralph dies in the second one. Um, by the way, listeners, yeah. that we we're gonna start throwing some names out. We'll try to sim Crazy simplify Ralph. simplify the story in case you actually haven't seen it but don't care about spoilers. If, but if every time we say the words, you're all doomed. It's hmm. it's come from Ralph. Yeah, well, I mean, we've we've come in quite fast off the gate. So yeah, Pamela Voorhees is um, revealed as the killer at the end of the first one. Mm. But the beauty of that is she's not in it for that long. The killer is always oh. in a POV shot throughout the first film, and you don't know who it is. If you know nothing about the Friday the Thirteenth franchise, you you there's just some POV uh, point of view killer going around killing these counselors at a camp in a, by a lake in the woods. Yeah, and I what? wrote down that it, I I never really clocked before that when Pamela is revealed at the end, she she arrives mm. um, in her four by four. You're yeah. you're you're kind of like, okay, I haven't seen this character yet at all throughout the whole film. We're about an hour and ten in, maybe. I haven't seen this character. Yeah, Why does she suddenly just appear? She could be the killer, and also I recognise that truck that Alice earlier on, another counsellor, hitchhike in. Was that Alice? Annie, sorry, Annie. Annie, yeah, it was Annie, yeah. it was the cook. So it's at that point you realise it clicks. This woman could be it, but she's a she's a little old lady. How oh, could she be yes. the killer? I no, I really liked the fact it was Pamela, and mm. it's it's slightly alluded to. Who was it? Ah, oh, who was the guy? I think it's the. I can't remember the guy. The main. I think the main head counselor, I think the one who's teaching them all, uh, it's kind of names. alluded to. Oh, good. It's, I want to say it's the, the rather jacked looking weird Al Yankovic kind of character. Yes. Yeah. Cause he, yeah. 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 He, he's, he's, um, he's, he's kind of restored. He's restor yeah. He's restoring the camp at the moment. Yes. While the counselors are coming back. Yeah. And uh, there's a great moment where his name. it's his, obviously it's when, it's his turn to die mm. is when he turns around to face the character and it's just this very simple. Oh, it's like, hello. It's like, yes, what are you doing at this time of the night? 
And he, he when recognizes I, when you watch her. That, you're like, I, yeah, he recognized her, but it's also this kind of, it gets in your mind. You're like, this is not an intimidating killer potentially, no, because no. if, if you, if you were out in the woods and some very intimidating person came up to you, you'd be mm. like, uh, sorry, could you just step back? But to this person, it's like, Oh, Oh, hello. As if he was greeting an old friend, which as we turned out, Pamela does turn around and says, oh, I'm an old friend of the Christie's. I'm an old count counselor here. So, of Steve, course, to... Steve, sorry, Steve. Steve was his name. Steve. Yes, To Steve. Steve, he would be like, oh, it's you. I have nothing to fear. Yeah. And, of course, he gets murdered, you know. Yeah, he's somehow. clearly aware of her. Uh, he yeah. gets... Oh, my God, I only watched it yesterday. A he lot dies. of them are killed off screen, but it's not... <laughs> yes. I don't think it's ever revealed. Um, but he's clearly but yeah. aware of her. Yeah, exactly. I love that part that it was just this sort of this killer's not intimidating. And then of course when we meet Pamela Voorhees, mm. again, like you said, you're like, Who is this random person that's now arrived with like fifteen minutes left of the film? Yeah. Okay, interesting. And oh, Pamela. Oh what character. She she can clearly uh switch it on and off the instability yeah. in her brain. And it's probably done by a <laughs> I mean, we talk about it now in society now, but we never talk about it for back then. A triggering in her brain that something just, mm. a, a switch just goes and she's like, Jason, what did they do to my boy? Oh, like, did you, did you catch that? Like you said, that switch moment in, uh, where was it? I believe it's when Alice has got away for the first time again. Mm. Did you notice the switch that Pamela did? Was it in the cabin where she's uh, she's starting to discuss what happened and she starts to get a bit more angry and she starts yeah. to... Yeah. And she starts to talk as Jason yes. to herself. Yeah. And I thought that was really... Get her, I didn't pick. I didn't get catch her. that the first time I watched it. But yeah, she sits there as Jason going, get her, mummy. And then I was like, that is amazing because mm. then... It's either in the second or the third one. I can't remember which one it is. Mm. But when you get to see inside of Jason's mind, his mum is sitting there going, go get them, Jason. You mm. And I'm like, that is a great crossover so the two of them well obviously pamela's not really alive after part one or is she is you know is her head still alive but <laughs> well, they're both they both heard each other's voices in their head talking to them and i was like that is a great little carry-on that they did from this film i absolutely loved it I wanted to look up Sean S. I, I wrote down Sean S. Cunningham, and I can't remember why I wrote down the director. I think it was because his son. Well, he was he was actually the producer. Sean, oh, oh I believe, okay. I believe it was Sean S. Cunningham was the producer. Um, Fame for before this, The Last House on the Left, which is yes. a uh, is quite a. I only use the term rough film, but it, it's a rough film. Last House on the Left. It was a bit, wasn't it? Does oh no! Sorry, he did direct it. I thought he produced it. No, he did direct uh, hmm. part one. He was actually involved in quite a lot of them. Yeah, he so involved in. Wow, you know, most... as I pick up my big Bible of Friday the Thirteenth, uh, Crystal Lake Memories, I I tried going through this uh, for this particular episode that we're doing right now, but mm. it kind of felt like I was at a library doing research for a dissertation, and I didn't want to get. I didn't want to get too stuck into this book and start taking notes of, you know, quotes and stuff that I've read. It, it, it wouldn't have felt authentic enough. So I think watching the films was enough to get my own opinions out, at least. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember why. Because I remember I wrote this down because Noel Cunningham, his son, was also involved in the Friday the 13th series. So he was involved. He was one of the opening... He made a cameo in the opening shot of Friday the 13th playing one of the sleeping campers. Mm. So he was one of the kids in the film. And then years later, he returned to the franchise as the assistant editor on Jason Goes to Hell and Jason X, which is a film that, you know, is weird. Let's you, ignore J- that. Jason Goes to Hell is also is very weird. Yes, it was. The, I remember um, seeing that and I was like, parasite. I don't know what's happening. J- Jason being a parasite. That's... Uh, that's actually, I yeah. would put that as more unique than Jason X. Jason X is is what it is, but Jason Goes to Hell is is a very unique Friday the Thirteenth film. Oh um, yeah, I like the fact that when they were discuss when they made Jason X, hmm. Jason is obviously alive again in Jason X, and obviously they killed him off in Jason Goes to Hell, which was supposed to be uh, again one of the final films in the franchise. Well, that, that was before Jason X. Jason Goes to Hell. Yeah, so he dies. He's, I think, he's obliterated at the end of uh, Jason Goes to Hell. He's there's nothing left of him. Well, Well, he's well, he melts at the end of Jason Goes to Manhattan. (laughs) Oh, he does a bit, doesn't he? In in the toxic sewers of New York City. Yeah, and they at the beginning of Jason X, there he's been resurrected somehow, and they were like, "Oh, we don't know how." He's chained up in the facility. Yeah, and it was only after they made. Freddy versus Jason, where they like, oh, this takes place before Jason mm. X, so that's how he was revived. It's like, no, 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 no. Yeah, currently there is nothing onwards from Jason X of uh, futuristic no? cyborg armor, dope-looking Jason who flies in on now uh, flies Earth like two, Earth two, yes. Um, yeah, there's. An, I, I mean, I would love to see a continuation of that. Oh, it'd be great. <laughs> it would be so bad. It would be great. Oh, I yeah. Mean, yeah. I mean, they kind of, they effectively, they killed off the franchise at that point in time. Oh, completely. Because they were like, he's now on Earth 2 somewhere. Mm. The year is 2455. He's probably the last slasher alive. I mean, apart from, you know, uh, Freddy, who's a dream demon, so he could still be alive in mm. the same universe as is now apparently canon. But yeah, then it's like, well, you would either have to go back in time to when he's still on earth one or do some new weird reboot after the reboot which didn't do too well let's be honest mm. yeah to be i don't know because obviously they have the big friday the 13th lawsuit that's going on oh that's never gonna end that's ridiculous yeah, yeah. and unfortunately that's also the reason why there is no new films mm-hmm. and fred uh, not freddy jason can't appear in any dead by daylight because yeah. neither of the two parties will allow the other one to actually do anything with Jason. So he's cut effectively, uh, and it annoys me, we will probably never, ever get another Jason film until they can work out who actually owns the character. I think never say never, but it's going to be a long time. A it long will be a time, very long yeah. time. Uh, he's kind of in limbo. He's, uh, he's, he's, yeah. he's in that limbo between part four and part six. <laughs> he's... <laughs> You know, I was going to say he's cryogenically frozen. He's still stuck that, at the beginning yeah. of Jason X. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh back, dear. Back, back to the first film. Like when we were talking about Pamela, I, I was watching. I was watching it. Um, obviously, it's a POV shot. The whole for the most yeah. part, and you don't know who the killer is. If you're so new to the, if you're even if you're, 
I know. If you're new to the franchise, you don't know who the killer is. It's just a POV shot of someone slowly chopping mm. chopping away at these these innocent. Side note: Innocent Counselors Part One and Part Two made me really reconsider the fact that half of these, most of these people, aren't that annoying, which is quite a rare no, thing for not. these sort of slashers. They're very, they're not. They like to joke around, but they're not annoying. I want to say young adults. They're not the now stereotypical no. horror teenager, which is you just cannot wait for them to die because you no, hate them. They're really like not. Them. And I, I actually had a note of that, and I think it was more in. It was either in my part one note or my part two note. Oh, it was my part one note. Is there's a lot of lore around actually the counselors. Mm. And you get to know more about these people. And I was sitting there going, these are characters that have actually been thought out. They all are like, well, you know, after college, you know, I'm going to go off and do this. Well, and you're like, you guys have kind of got a fleshed out backstory here. Yeah. And I was sitting there going, I know you're all going to die, apart from obviously the <laughs> final girl. But I was like, I feel kind of bad for you. And actually I do feel kind of bad for them because going back to the Pamela question, it's like, well, yes, they're on camp crystal Lake or camp blood mm. as it's mm. uh, known in the local town, but it's, but they actually you know, didn't deserve it. <laughs> no, they don't deserve it. No. And I, it's one of those weird things. It's you're watching it and you're like, I don't want you to die. But mm. at the same time, I, I, I know you have to. And it's, it kind of, it kind of, I mean, I love this franchise, but it kind yeah. of sucked a bit. Cause I'm like, you guys have such hopes and dreams. Yeah. Uh, now they're all gone. Yep. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Oh, but I say, I, I side note that, but back to the, yeah, the POV, the POV adds so much more mystery to who's doing this. Why are these people getting killed? Who's doing it? You've got crazy Ralph. Oh, crazy and Ralph is great you could that that is one of the tropes which you get in a lot yeah. of it, which we i think we discussed it's it's for a few minutes in mother's day the gas station attendant yep. we talked about that sort of trope. it's the same sort of old man gas station shop it it was in a lot of films at the time it's a very yeah classic trope, the crazy one of the horror film you kind of believe him though he's not they're not actually most of the time they're not actually that crazy they're just portrayed as crazy to the characters themselves yeah but to the viewer, you you believe in they what they're look saying. Crazy. They look crazy, but you believe in what they're saying. Mm. I what I noticed, which was interesting about the POV shots, is obviously you have that you have the iconic, you know, yeah, that mm. which is the which as soon as you hear it, mo you know, horror fans know it's that's mm. Jason's thing. Mm. That music only appeared, if I am very correct. During the POV shots, you mm. never hear it any other time in the film. But yeah. as soon as the POV shot of the, the killer, you hear it and you're like, ah, I know who we're following now. We're following this mysterious uh, person who's going around killing other people. And I was like, that's that's very clever sound design. It's... Yeah, completely. Because actually, I noticed when I was watching this, especially when they're fixing the camp, they're going swimming, Kevin Bacon's running around in the Speedos, because yeah. I think this is one of Kevin Bacon's first ever films. Oh, yeah, yeah. The music is really upbeat and you're actually sitting there going, yeah, it's like, this is, this is a summer camp. You're like, yeah, you build that fence. You do, you paint that. Yeah, you do it. I did notice though that this camp and I, it's obviously set in America where, you know, obviously you're allowed to have guns. This camp has almost got an arsenal that you see right at the end of the film when Pamela's having a final fight with Alice. Yeah, she gets the rifle. They're in a room and <laughs> yeah. there's like 50 shotguns on the wall. Yeah. And I was like, what are you? This is a summer camp for kids. 
And I know there are bears, but you don't need 50 shotguns hey, on the wall. Hey, Second Amendment, Second Amendment, shut yeah, up. all right. Shut all right. up, I'll, we'll have I'll our guns, okay? <laughs> it was just, it was, an, I think literally my, um, yeah, my note was, how many guns do you need? But and not one of them was used, really. <laughs> and not one of them was, no, she didn't even use one of them. But there you go. The thing with the, the mystery of her being the killer, which you obviously don't find out for over an hour, is that with examples like Halloween and Texas Chainsaw, yeah. you know who the killer is. You can see. Yeah. You see it. It's not a POV shot. You see. You kind of know their MO, kind of. You get you get the bit of... Um, you get the... I would say with Michael Myers, you get the bit of the backstory. He lost it at six years old, killed his sister, went to a mental asylum, lost it, right? With a POV shot as well. There you go. With a POV shot, yes, yeah. Mm. But when he comes back, he's not, for the most part. No, there yeah. are some... So he's just lost it. Uh, Leatherface is, again, not all there. Crazy family. Yep. Somewhat of an MO. But with this, you don't know who the killer is. You don't know why they're killing. Right. It, it, you don't. It keeps you hanging on. And that's it's genius, I think. It's you genius. Actually, I, it's great because you don't actually find out any of the reasoning no. until I think it's literally like there's only right 10 the minutes left of the film. Yeah. And that's when, when Pamela arrives and she reveals all, you're like, I have waited the entire movie for this. It's like, I need to know why these people are dying. Mm. And obviously it's kind of, it's great because there's a little mythology within the mythology of the Friday 13th where I don't know who brings up first. It might be Crazy Ralph or it might be the, no, it's the, um, oh, it's the guy that drives Annie to the woods. Ah, uh, who is he? Yes. I know who you mean. I she, can't she, his name. Truck driver. Yeah. And ah, that's actually. I'm asked, glad you brought her up because I got something. About oh yeah. Her. I got. I, well, Annie, no, you go. Go on. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'll go. What was I going to say? Annie. Oh, it's the mythology. And obviously, he meant. Obviously, she's met Crazy Ralph and he said, "You know, you're all doomed. Mm. If you go there, you're all going to die." She's like, "Ah, very funny." And I did like. This was another interesting thing. Was it also kind of started that now classic horror trope of the stupid teenagers not mm. listening to locals because there's a great moment between Annie and this guy where he explains that, you know, years ago, actually, no, it wasn't too many years ago. I think it was only about two years ago before the events of Jason drowning happens. Mm. I believe it's about two years before this story takes place. So everything is, you know, very close timing. Mm. And he says, you know, Jason died. And then it was a couple of years later after that, two of the counselors were murdered at the council and no one knows what happened to them. That's why it's called Camp Blood or yeah. nicknamed Camp Blood. And she's like, ha, huh, I don't believe in ghosts. <laughs> you know, we're going to go there anyway. And he's like, well, I would advise you not to. She's like, yeah, well, whatever. And that's when he looks at her and goes, you're a bit of a stupid kid, aren't you? She's like, yeah. And I sat, I was like, that is the start now. That was, this is one of the starts of that. It's annoying in horror films nowadays. It's got to be said where most of the teenagers die in horror films now, you are looking at them going, if you go through that door where you can clearly hear the killers behind it, you are as dumb as a brick. It's the lack of common sense. It's the lack of common yeah, sense. Complete I lack of common sense. If if I turned up to a, a camp somewhere and the guy was like, yeah, literally a year ago, so many people were butchered there. Mm. They never found the killer. No one goes out. I'd be like, yeah, cool. Uh, just turn I'm the out. car around. I'm going <laughs> I'm <out>. home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the fact that camp, it's a camp, it's in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah, I'm out. Yeah. I'm done. Yeah, no. the, I've, got a, I've got a ticket that I can get on. I'm, I'm out of here. <laughs> the, thing, the thing I was going to say about Annie is that 
So Annie, simply, simply put, Friday the 13th, group of counselors go to a camp. Mm. And I think, like we said, they start getting picked off one by one by mystery killer. Okay. The one of the first counselors we are shown is Annie. And she's in a very small yeah. town outside of the camp, uh, the lake, about uh, maybe half hour, hour away. It's not really, sh- Something like that. it's not really talked about. She is the first one we see and she's kind of hitchhiking. She's traveled and made mm. her way there somehow. Before Annie, we get the prelude of the the killing of the two counselors. Yeah. We get the opening yeah, yeah. crawl. We get the credits, and then boom, we're into the film. We're into the story, and that is yeah. where we meet Annie. And normally, if you go like that by that step by step to then get to Annie, that would be okay. Here's our main girl. Here's potentially yeah. our main protagonist. She lasts maybe half hour, twenty minutes, half hour. She- Annie never actually gets to the camp. No, no, no. She hitchhikes in the four by four I mentioned earlier that Pamela mm-hmm. turns up with. Now, yeah. as you mentioned, the um, so what she, she hitchhikes, she gets she, she gets into this town. She goes into this little, uh, I think it's a bar, and the guy you mentioned uh, gives her a lift, but not yeah. all the way. Only only a yeah, certain, he stops, he stops. certain distance. Yeah, yeah. But you see him. They have a conversation. The camera sh- is shot on him and you see, you visually see him. She, the, the car she now gets into, the 4x4, four four, you never see who's driving it. Yeah. You never yeah, see yeah. who's driving it. The driving starts to get erratic. She gets a bit panicky and she jumps mm. out. And that's where she, yeah, she, she meets her demise. She does a well, she does a very well commando roll. I will give her that out of a it's rolling a, car. Yeah. I did think she hit her head a bit hard. I was like, a bit of a rough landing, but sure she'll be fine it's all right yeah. carry on you'll be fine but i like that, 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 that it builds up the okay this is our main character we're introduced yep. first this is our main character oh she's gone very psycho-esque yeah it which is then bit, isn't it? leads me to which i noticed on her death the sound design the music felt very hitchcocky the, the, bit, the which uh, and the kind of jaws which you mentioned just before we started recording yeah that's the, right um like the, the the violin the double bass the, the mm. oh. like it felt very hitchcocky and I, I noticed you, that on her death you have to give it to obviously nowadays you know people you know got this big the sound desk you know people can create mm. anything but i love the fact that especially in horror films if you can get like a great amount of classical music classical instruments mm. are great for creating suspense because like you said they have the double bass the violin whatever it is i'm gonna sound really and ignorant they here really... are they is it the string instrument group yes the string okay. instrument. I, that's why i started trying yeah. to just name the instruments themselves rather than the group it's i believe I it's the strings, the strings. yes i'm gonna quickly and <laughs> yeah and again it's like you said keeping with the sound design like i said just before we recorded the moment where a few of the counselors are in the water. I think I can't remember what they're doing exactly. I think they're just swimming around. But you do, you get that dud, dud, mm-hmm. and I was listening to going. This is Jaws. That's that's definitely Jaws. Yeah. That's an allude. I don't know if they directly. I don't. They obviously wouldn't have directly copied it because obviously that's you know it's heavily in, heavily inspired probably. But it's heavily influenced by Jaws, yeah. and I reckon hopefully they did that because obviously Jaws. When it came out, it was 1975. No, better than 1970 something, and it became the 
like the first Jaws is the first summer blockbuster of all 75, time. Seventy-five. Well done. Nineteen seventy-five. There you go. It was the first blockbuster of all time. People thought it would be terrible, and people flooded to see it. And I so hope that, especially emerging horror fans, when they went to see this one, went, "Oh, that's Jaws." Mm. Oh yeah. And I hope they kind of did that. Maybe it was the shark in POV killing them all along. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That would be great. I I did notice, and it's going to the the camp. I Mm. thought it was a really unique i don't know when slay away camp came out i think it was a little bit late in the sleepaway camp sleepaway camp yeah i think that was ninth that was late 80s wasn't it is that that not what you're talking about no i'm i'm actually just referring to summer camps in general oh you're okay i thought you were getting the title sleepaway camp wrong by calling it slayaway camp i did i called it slayaway yeah okay right yeah i had to call you okay i did get it wrong (laughs) okay there we go it's sleepaway camp sleepaway camp is fantastic I liked the the setting for this at a at a you know, obviously I don't know if we have them in the UK but they're they're very big over in the states. You know you have summer camps you go away for like I don't know three or four weeks or something mm. like that, and it's a place of fun and learning. You know you have math club, I don't know soccer camp, uh, football club, or you know whatever mm. it is. And they took this idea of this summer camp. Now fair enough. We are, this film takes place, it's about, I think they say it's like two weeks before the camp actually opens. Mm, so there's only the right. counselors there. And it's really cool to see how they take these summer camps, which are places where, you know, you have a lot of fun, mm. you have a lot of happiness, you make friends, and they just rip it to pieces. Mm. And it becomes this setting for, you know, death, horrific mutilation of people, although some of them are, in, you know, quite amusing to watch. But I also noticed that it there's a few, like, little references to maybe it's a religious summer camp or maybe the killer's anti-religion or something because at the very start of the film, in we'll call it the prelude before mm. we get to, obviously get to mm. the main bit, they're all sitting around, you know, a little fire inside the camp. It feels very Christian-esque. Yeah. Yes. They're singing yes. kind of Christian. I don't know if they're hymns, but they're definitely like Christianist. Christian-esque songs. They're not songs. singing Kumbaya, are they? No, they don't. No, it's they not that. They something no, similar. Something very similar, yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, that's, that's about, maybe that's just what they do at mm. summer camp. They just sing these kind of songs because they're, you know, they're quite, you know, relaxing. To, or not, they're not, you know, they're easy to sing. Mm. Mm. But then even again... I think it's a bit later. I think it's one of the new counselors. Again, they quote something from the Bible. Right. And I was sitting there going, uh, it was a, it was very well done that they're kind of like, oh, let's throw in these little religious yeah. elements here just to see if we can throw them off the scent. Maybe they're like, oh, okay, this is maybe someone who's been to one of these camps and maybe they hated it and now they're coming back or maybe they killer just doesn't like religion and you know, that's the reason he's doing it or something but i really like that i like the whole it was also touched on in fear street as well i think it's fear street mm. uh part two which is very much a kind of a tribute to friday the 13th where they all go to this summer camp and then a the killer turns up and you know, they're all trying to survive obviously that's you know you should definitely watch Fear Street. That is great. I like that. Film. Yes, I've been recommended that by someone oh, else. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I don't think part three was up there, but part one and part two. Whoa. Okay. What films? I'm glad you brought up Sleepaway Camp because I, I mean, I'm, I don't know this for certain, 
But I do know, like, obviously, Friday the 13th won. Uh, it was a Paramount Studios film. And Paramount, obviously, one of the biggest movie studios in the world. Mm. That's a big difference compared to two years earlier of a little indie horror flick made for a couple oh. of hundred thousand dollars called Halloween. Yeah. You know, Paramount, yeah. they, took a, they take a chance on this and it, it became the highest, it's like the highest grossing film, uh, sorry, the highest grossing horror film of 1980, which is why. And I, I, it spawned so many sequels and so many other camp killing slasher films such as Sleepaway Camp, uh, which I believe, 1983 for Sleepaway Camp, which got a sequel to that, which wasn't very good, the sequel to Sleepaway Camp. But the, the ending of Sleepaway Camp is incredible. If you haven't seen Sleepaway Camp, watch Sleepaway Camp. And you also got mm. the burn, the burning one year later from Friday the 13th, oh, 1981. Yeah. The burning is, is a little bit of a similar um, premise where you camp counselors or uh, camp counselors. I can't remember if they're yeah. camp counselors or the teenagers at the camp itself. Uh, and I, I don't even have the IMDb up. I'm trying to remember this off by heart. Um, but it's a, basically a revenge film. Someone who thought had been killed at the camp didn't is coming back to kill them. Oh, it's, yeah. It's taking a, a bitter revenge, you might say, but not so bitter because they were nearly killed. Um, I'm not going to try and yeah. spoil that, but the burning is fantastic. Um, but I don't know. I can't say for sure, but I'm going to assume Friday the 13th was the film because it had the Paramount-backed you know, money and promotion, the one that spawned all the camp-killing films. I can't think of anything bigger before Friday the 13th that was a big, shall we say, a camp-killing slasher film. I pr There probably wasn't. I know that 1980 was kind of... I'm, I had it... Where has it gone? 1980 was quite a year for horror, yes, especially because there was actually quite a lot of there it is. There's quite a lot of films that came out around with Friday the Thirteenth. So we had The Shining, which was 1980, mm. Dressed to Kill, The Fog, and Prom Night. The original Prom Night all came out in 1980, mm. and so definitely after, the, like you said, probably the success, the you know surprising success of Halloween. Probably a lot of the big budget studios like Paramount went. We got to make a horror film. Yeah, we'll take a horror chance. Horror film on is this. on the up. Yeah. Take a chance and let's see what happens. And to be fair, it did pay off. Part one and part two, you know, oh, incredibly successful. Like, yeah, let's go see him. Obviously, they kind of started taking a downturn after that. But you know, that's that's sequelitis for you. Side note question. Yeah. That's how that's how we leave them in suspense on this podcast. You ask a question, mm. then you stop it. Good way to do it. And we're back. It's not really that big of a question, but basically, and like when we talked about how you got into horror, yeah, I vividly remember discovering Friday the Thirteenth, not mm. through Blockbuster, I uh, may maybe through Blockbuster, but not predominantly through Blockbuster. It was. When I was younger, getting here, here we go, kids, getting used. No, no, here we go, kids. That if you listen to this and you're younger than us, when I was younger and I was just getting used to the internet, oh, you know, just learning how to use it, learning how to use Google. And at school, I think you've probably been on this many times. 
the website mm. rotten.com. I have no idea if it's still oh, a yeah. thing. We all went through rotten.com. You get, you'll see if it's still live, yeah? I'm going to have a look now. Okay, yeah, Not check it still live. Rotten.com was kind of like the not safe for work subreddit as a website as a whole and i'm talking mega not safe for work it was the most grotesque real life injuries that you could see um old weird historical shit holy Just, moly it might it still, still be no way uh oh maybe not so I think I discovered Friday the 13th through Rotten or websites similar to Rotten because... Oh, no, it closed down in... Um, <clears throat> apparently it closed down in 2012. Um, it's I mean, I'm not front surprised. page was archived in 2018. It's, yeah. yeah, it's been gone for a, a few... It's only been gone for a few years. Um, I'm not surprised. We have Reddit now. You can just find shit like that on Reddit. But... I think yeah. if I remember finding articles on websites like Rotten.com that would be mm. the sort of clickbaity articles you get nowadays, but like violent films you must see, and they'd be like, oh, yeah. of course, we meet like someone like us would be like, yeah, I, I gotta see this, and it would be text, 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 and the odd pictures, but the odd pictures would be um, some of the deaths from, like, say, Friday the Thirteenth, a guy with a machete in his head, you know. Yes. And I'd be like, what? Look at that. That's gross. Oh my God. And I'd be so keen. I had to see it. I had to yeah, see yeah. these films. But the thing is, I think the difference between, I'm going to keep using them as examples. The difference between Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Halloween and Friday the 13th. Halloween, you think of, mm. you say the word Halloween, you think, okay, trick or treating, scary costumes, yeah. jump, boo, ha, like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you think, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Friday the 13th. It's more of a down to if you're a superstitious person or not. I'm not. Yeah. Or shit like that. So you're like, what is that even going to be really about? Is it just going to be people having bad luck? Is it, is it going to be a proper killer? Like why, why is it going to be a killer on Friday the 13th? Is it going to be something to do with a black cat? Yeah. So that, that gave me a hell of a lot more intrigue and mystery behind wanting to watch it. On top of seeing these images, it's like, what, what is, Friday the 13th and these violent, gory deaths. Like, what's going on here? You know, you. I actually wrote this down in my notes. If you had a film that was titled Blood Death Massacre, okay, <laughs> I think I, I think you know what you're getting in yourself into. Oh, yeah. Easily. Blood, I'd, I want to see a film called Blood Death Massacre. <laughs> it's interesting you mentioned that because on shudder they they released a new horror film it's and it was called the sadness and it was like oh, oh there's a new film the sadness oh, on shudder. oh that's on my list i yeah. am well into watching the sadness and i i heard about it i was like oh i wonder what this is about maybe mm. it's like some sort of like condition or something like the sadness one of the goriest zombie films and i was like sorry what yeah it's like it's a zombie film i'm like i have to watch this now purely because i'm like that could be an interesting take on the zombie uh, the zombie friend, the zombie not franchise, the zombie and they're not genre. That's the word. Even kind of zombies. Yeah, I've they're seen. Not a, I've seen a, zombies. I've, just, I've seen a like the little teaser image. It's the guy with his weird looking, fa not weird. Yeah, the weird look on his face. 
And I was like, okay, you should I watch have to the watch trailer. this film now. You should watch the trailer. We we I should do, in fact, fuck it. We should do a review on the sadness. All right, we'll do a review on the sadness. Fine. I we will do that. The, sad, the sadness is coming soon to make everyone sad. Yeah. Brilliant. Nice. Exactly. <laughs> I think it's made into his blood death, like massacre thing. I'm fairly certain I was on Netflix the other day <laughs> and an advertisement for, um, oh, uh, no, what was that? The guy with the, the power drill who goes around killing people? Cheerleader massacre or something like that. Oh, um, Slumber Party massacre. Slumber Party Massacre. I'm fairly certain Another that's Another incredible slasher film. Oh, so good. You don't need to watch the second one, though. No, just watch the first one. It's just, no sense. It's just amazing. I can't there, actually remember when I when I actually found Friday the 13th. It's weird. Mm. I should know this. I want to uh, say I got hold of a copy of the film somewhere and watched it. Uh, legally, of course. Because, you know, we don't steal films here. <laughs> oh, we do. I just Googled the other day, watch Friday the 13th for free I did online. That. I must admit, I did <laughs> I that. I found a great website. I'm not going right. to say the name of it because, I, you know, that probably will get me in trouble. I needed um, it But now, it has now, all of them. Now. So I was like, yeah, I know. And I'm fairly certain that is what I did. I'm fairly certain I found when, obviously, when torrents were kind of like the Pirate Bay was not blocked by every single mm, person mm. in the world. I'm fairly certain I'd seen or heard about I think I downloaded like a big horror bundle of films and one of them was one of the Friday the 13th films and I was like cool let's watch this and then I think when it was around about when YouTube was coming out yeah and people obviously started uploading clips to YouTube I think I binge watched so many Friday the 13th clips I think I was the same yeah yeah and then I I don't actually I think I've seen every single Friday the 13th film I can't remember them for the life of me because there are I think past, I think I have to say past four, they kind of get a bit. Eh. All right, they, quick I mean, sum up. Quality's... Quick sum up from my memory. Oh, okay. One, normal normal people going to the camp campsite to redo it with a mystery killer. Yep. Ends up being Pamela. Number two. Yep. Again, kind of mystery killer, which we'll get onto in a bit. We'll get onto in a bit. Yep. Okay. We've, we've still got a lot to talk about with like number two and stuff. Um, yeah. Again, we've got counselors that are actually um, learning, in theory, to be counselors and camp trainers with a mystery killer. Okay. Number three, it's in 3D. Ooh. Oh, yeah. But that is Jason with, I believe, counselors. With it campers. is. No. Number four. No, the third one. Yeah. is a group of people who go on a holiday to the it's area. It. it literally, at almost at the same time. So part three takes place directly on the same night as part two. They arrive just a bit later. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yes, that rings a bell. Part four, one of the best ones, in my opinion. Part four and part, four and part six are the best with uh, young Corey um, Heim. Corey Heim? I Corey believe Heim. so. Corey Fieldman, sorry. Is it Corey Fieldman? Corey Feldman. Not, Feldman. not yes. Corey Heim, Corey Fieldman. Um, as a young Tommy Jarvis, yep. basically a young Tom Savini, but there are also, yep. cause, um, it, he's part of a little family, but there's also a camp side still. Cause this camp just won't die. Apparently no pun intended. Cause it will. <laughs> and we have Jason there. Part five is the inferior odd one out. Yeah. Kind because of is. there is no Jason. <laughs> it's like the, it's like their season of the witch. Yes, Halloween. That, that Halloween is. three without Michael Myers. 
people like, oh, okay. Weird. That is the best Don't description I've heard of that. Actually, that is a great way to describe it. It is the Halloween. Yeah. Spoiler yeah. for part five. Jason's not really in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Part six is where we get fun Kane Hodder. Um, Jason. Non-human yes. Jason. Re- resurrected Jason. I would, well, I would say that doesn't Jason get resurrected in part four? No, because he dies in part four. Oh, he's, oh yeah, sorry. He's presumed, yeah, he's presumed yeah. dead in part four. That, yeah. yeah, okay. So it's part six where he's resurrected by an older Tommy Jarvis. Because there's three mm. different Tommy Tommy Jarvis's. Oh. You've got, um, I can't remember the actor's name, but in part four, five, and six, they're played by a three different actors. I know part, part six four, is played by the actor from Return of the Living Dead. Part six? Yeah, part six yes, is Tom Matthews. It's from uh, Return of the Living Dead. Part seven. This is where we start to get really goofy. Part seven. Yep. Girl with the telekinesis powers. <laughs> yep. Really fucking goofy. And that's all you need to know. Jason against the girl Weird. with telekinesis powers. Um, part eight. Jason goes to Manhattan for 15 yes. minutes. For 15 minutes. It's mostly Jason on a boat with a young load of young people. Has a boxing match. Punches the guy's head clean off. Yeah, oh, he does. <laughs> Scares a <laughs> scares a load of um, oh, punks, shall we say yeah. punks in uh, Times Square by lifting his mask up. It's goofy. Yep. It's fun, but he's it's, not. He's yeah. in Manhattan for maybe fifteen minutes. Yeah, the part last fifteen minutes or something. Nine, but not labeled part nine, is what we discussed earlier. Jason goes to hell. Very yep, unique film. Very the, obscure film. This is after the studio. It changed studios, and mm. they weren't allowed to call it Friday the Thirteenth anymore. So and it changed come, to Jason. And then we come to Jason X. Huh? Uh, yep. And then what? Oh, Freddy versus Jason and the remake. Yeah. Which, uh, yeah. Uh, so that, that's your rundown. <laughs> if you want to watch the films in order, basically watch all of them in the order they come, except for when you get to Jason Goes to Hell the final Friday, you then watch Freddy versus Jason and then you watch Jason X yeah. because they retroactively said that the reason Jason's alive again, Jason X, is because of the events of Jason, Freddy versus Jason. Mm. Uh, that's the reason why he's back in love again. That was pretty good. And then, of course, yeah, you got the reboot and people were like, eh, nope. I think it's probably... If you did one to six, I think you'd have a good series. I think you can do a good watch, a good a good marathon of one to six. You don't need mm. to... Uh, if, if I mean, you can. I'd, I'd say watch it to anyone. But if you wanted a solid series i just do one to six because six is really good yeah but anyway back to friday the 13th part one <laughs> what yes, we were, we're going back to that i've got my i've got my notes back up again yes i've got a couple more on part one um, um let's say i think i yeah. say we're not we're not going shot by shot story part by story which we're, we're just we're glossing over a lot of it you know we we've we've talked a lot about pamela we talked a lot about the pov the sound design uh, misconceptions of the protagonists that usually would be douchey, annoying, bratty, They're really ignorant not. people. They're really not. They're really not. I I had a quite a few notes, which was mainly about the death scenes. And I thought some, I mean, you can't talk about Friday the 13th without considering the death scenes. No. Some of them are very, I liked some of these death scenes. Yeah. I think especially the, um, I literally have a, a note which says, great reveal of dead Ned. And I'm sitting there going, I can't remember how he died. 
I'd forgotten oh, about half of these deaths. But some of them are quite foreshadowed. Yeah, they are a bit, aren't they? I can't, I, again, I can't remember the names Kevin, of life for me. Well, not Kevin, uh, I'm going to call him not Kevin Bacon. He was the comical one. He was wielding well, a machete was for yeah. a time. Ned, he's killed by a machete. He is, yes, that's right. He gets, yes, he's stabbed. I believe yeah. he's stabbed. And yeah. also, Kevin Bacon is impaled. Now, the, Kevin, Kevin Bacon's death is incre- is fantastic yep. it's fantastic because it comes out of nowhere i was spoiled by when i was younger i vividly remember this is before i'd even seen friday the 13th my dad i think it was at the point i was going oh have you ever seen friday the 13th and him going yeah there's this death this horrible death where skewer mm. comes i'm like oh all right so oh, I, I i never got that reaction of i i mean i got skit i got maybe got a jump scare when it came but it's like oh mm. that's what he was talking about if you're watching that for the first time that really comes out of nowhere oh yeah it does yeah it's interesting i think ned was oh ned was on top of the bed i remember now mm. it's yeah it's really amusing because it's kevin bacon's character and i think his girlfriend his character's girlfriend they obviously go to their bunk making like, oh, we're gonna turn off the lights we're gonna have a little uh, little fun time big whoopee they are yeah, big whoopee. They are well unaware that Ned is dead <coughs> on yeah. the bunk bed above them. And I, I literally, it's just the camera, they're underneath it. The camera just pans away, and there's just Ned, st- like, just staring up in the sky, completely, obviously, yeah. he's been stabbed to death. And they're just underneath him going, Yeah, let's have some fun here. I was like, Oh, oh no, that'd be horrendous. You're also still not aware that it's Pamela being the killer. No. And I, I no. hate to say this, but. Without knowing who the killer is, you're going to assume it's a male, right? They de- I believe they did design it that way. Yeah, um, you're going to assume it's a male. Of, uh, we get a few shots of like the killer's hands yeah. and his feet and things, and they deliberately made it. They deliberately had a man do it to give the impression it was a bloke. So when the reveal of Pamela happened, mm. you're like, oh, it's not- oh, okay. This is actually an elderly lady, not elderly lady. It's actually a lady, a lady who did woman. this. Middle-aged woman was middle-aged yeah. woman, yeah. But it was a bit like so. So Kevin Bacon's death. Um, he's laying in bed, and suddenly, very quick, a hand comes oh, yeah. out of the bottom of the bed and on top of his forehead, holding his head down. Yep, that's gonna take quite a bit of strength to hold him down with one hand from in that angle under the bed. I think. The I would say yes. But mm. I would say that actually, because I one of my notes is Alice is the first one to actually realize, who actually becomes aware that they're being killed. Yeah. But she only realizes when all the other counselors are actually dead. Mm. So up until this point, none of the other, up and as all the counselors are dying, none of them have any idea what's going on. Mm. So I would say that probably what they you could pass off as is when that hand clamps down on kevin bacon's head potentially if you didn't think you're in any danger you might just assume it's one of your counselors playing a prank on it's you it's a rib yeah you might think it's a rib yeah and she she's quite quick with the skewer into his throat so it's oh yeah it's a whack hand on the head one second straight through the back of his neck mm. so he doesn't really get time to squirm and try and get out it's no head skewer done i did notice that I think it's more prevalent in part two that... Oh, no, that's a part two thing. I'll keep that for part two. Mm. I 
I'll go back to the. It, I wanted to mention this when you mentioned the credits way back when we started recording. Mm. It's the the intro credit for the Friday Thirteenth. When I watched it again, I was like, "That's a really weird way to have the title introduced." It's yeah, like the three D comes flying at you, and then it breaks the screen. Yeah, and I was like, "That's very odd." I don't mm. know why they did that. All right, fair enough. And then when you watch part two, the title explodes, and yeah. you're like, "Okay." <laughs> And I was watching goes, that's a, that's a weird bit of like comedy in a horror film. That's not a comedy. No. And I was like, okay, maybe that's just the way they're doing it. That's fine. But going, obviously, like you say, when you hear Friday the 13th of our time, unlike, you know, Halloween mm. or A Nightmare in Elm Street, which again, you know, could allude to, oh, it's got maybe got something to do with nightmares, something yeah. like that. Yeah. When they would design it, when they were coming up with the idea for Friday the 13th, that is what they wanted it to be. They wanted to make it about superstitions. Mm. So there was every film was a new superstition. And obviously after the success of part one, they were like, no, scrap that. We've got something here. Just run with this. But I, I believe it was you who mentioned it. They, there is a film that is based on superstitions. And I cannot remember, remember what it is. Is it Urban Legends? Urban Legends. Urban Legend is, well, it's in the title. It, the, they're killed... <sighs> I believe they they're killed, killed by different urban legends. By, by yeah, urban legends. Yeah, that was the one. Yeah, I knew that's a fun slasher. I was like, I can't remember what it was. That's a fun yeah. silly slasher. Yeah. To be continued in episode thirteen, and you can also find the Dreadcast simply by searching the Dreadcast on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, Podbean, Amazon Audible, and YouTube. 